0: There's joy in every journey.
2: He's behind this thing and has been power restored. There's gasoline available. Help is on the way. And I know if you're one of the ones, unfortunately, stuck without any of the uh, necessities, uh, well, we we sympathize with you and try to get you through it. Keep up the the, the, uh, the great attitude. All right. We uh, we get local officials on for you. We also get statewide officials on for you and on occasion national. We have Mike Steele, who is the communications director for GOSEP, joining us now to kind of give us an overview on what Louisiana looks like. And, Mike, it's been a while, I think the last storm since we talked. But if you would kind of give us an All overview right. of what what people in Louisiana are faced with as we head into what normally would be a very celebratory Labor Day weekend.
1: So, you know, I think you get on a good point. You know, we're only 6 days out, uh, you know, from this event. And so, um, the fact that that so much progress has been made, I think is good news. You know, it's still it's still uh you don't want to celebrate too much because there's still people hurting out there. And, you know, there's still a lot of people without power, a lot of people trying to get their supplies, get their lives picked back up. But I think for the most part as far as the programs and the and the support being rolled in and everything I think there's been a lot of movement to kind of get us moving in that right direction. It's just it's unfortunate that, you know, the recovery part takes so long. And, and you know, uh, there's a lot of steps to it, you know, for many families and many households and everything. But, you know, we're going to try and make that uh, make that go as smoothly as possible. You know, the, it seems like yesterday the visit w- visit with the president and, and the parish leaders and everything, that, you know, and all that went really well. Um, You know, it's good for the president to to have eyes on on what people are doing down here and hear those reports from the parishes themselves uh, to kind of give him a good idea of what we're facing. And so, uh, you know, again, I I think everything that can be done is being done. Uh, It's just a matter of, you know, taking the time to get it it all in place.
2: Mike, what would you say is some of the biggest challenges that we're facing now as we're going to head into week two following uh, Hurricane Ida?
1: Well, hopefully, you know, as we start to get the power restored and we start to get the uh, gas shortage issues kind of resolved, uh, it seems like there's a lot of optimism that over the next few days there will be a lot of progress towards those things. Those seem to be the things that are causing people the most, uh, you know, harm and the headache at the moment. So, uh, you know, from what we're hearing, the refineries are kind of ramping back up, so that we should start to see that situation improve. And then with the, the electrical grid and the numbers that we're seeing on there there's there's definitely been improvement uh i'm still without power you know in in my portion of um livingston parish but i know a lot of uh other parts of the parish are back online and as i drive through east baton rouge you know you're seeing that progress day by day um but i think those two factors are going to be you know difficult to work through and, and hopefully we'll see them come to an end soon
2: Uh, Mike, were you privy to the meeting with the president? Were you in on any of those sessions with the leaders, parish leaders and state leaders?
1: No, I was down there, and I talked to a couple of the parish presidents after the meeting, but uh, no, I wasn't actually in the meeting.
2: Well, the ones I've talked to seem to be encouraged by the visit, that they thought that uh, impression was made. Uh, The president saw what he needed to see and, and taking that back and feel pretty confident that we're going to be getting some assistance here, badly needed too, by the way.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and one good thing for us is, you know, working with FEMA Region 6, you know, because of how often, you know, we're facing emergencies here in Louisiana, they you know, we have a really strong relationship with them. And that's who we deal with more directly. They're the ones that are kind of on the ground, even before the storm hits, as they see something uh, roll in. And so they've kind of been here already, because we have so many recovery issues, you know, going back to Laura and some of the COVID issues that we've been dealing with, but uh, they brought extra teams in, you know, to help with this event before the storm even made landfall. And and another thing is they've talked about opening up the process on, on some of the things that caused people roadblocks in the past, like some of the, um, you know, issues with ownership of a house. If a house was maybe passed down from generation to generation, but all the paperwork wasn't done, you know, properly to, to show who actually owns a house at this point. They've talked about removing some of those uh, roadblocks to get those families assistance. You know, in the past, they would have to go through maybe multiple legal steps to try and prove, you know, the ownership issues and that type thing. And, and they've kind of softened up some of the rules on those type things. So they're, they're ready to adjust to help us out. It's just, you know, a matter of, uh, you know, when you see those types of issues pop up, kind of working through that process.
2: We're talking with Mike Steele, the communications director for GOSEP here in Louisiana. Uh, Mike, if you would, can you, can you tell us about the, some of the, the, the coastal communities down there? Those were the hardest hit. Uh, are we, would you say we're completely out of a, a rescue situation at this point, and now we're beginning to do the assessment before the actual restoration takes place? Where are we sitting? At what stage, would you say, in most of Louisiana?
1: So that's kind of the feeling I get on most of I, I sit on a lot of parish calls in the mornings we should have one coming up uh, shortly and and so when you talk to them it sounds like most of those secondary searches and those type things are over with and and most of the you know initial searches where you had people calling 911 or maybe reaching out on social media and just doing whatever they could to get in touch with you know those those seem to kind of ramp down after day one because there was just a, a mass you know, movement of, of search and rescue teams into those areas like Laplace and, and uh, some of the other ones. But um, that's the feeling I get. You know, you have to transition from the emergency phase into recovery a lot of times. But what's kind of slowing this, this initial recovery down is we're still dealing with issues, you know, with hospitals and, and with power and with gas shortages. And, uh, you know, we have to help them get through that. You know, they can't really focus on recovery until we get some of those things resolved at the local level.
2: And, and Mike, um, what would be some of the bright spots we've seen from this, some of the pleasant surprises? I would say uh, many of these levee systems that were pretty much, for the most part, untested went through a pretty severe test and came out pretty well. Uh, I think the coordination among the, the parishes and the state and the federal government and the cooperation, yeah, it's, you know, I, I had someone when we said we're only six days through this. They sent me a text with a question mark. What do you mean only? You know, And, look, right, for somebody right. who did a camping trip for 21 days after Katrina, there's been an awful lot of quick progress following this storm, which is very devastating. I would say, with the exception of the levees breaking in New Orleans, every bit is, is destructive as destructive as Katrina was.
1: Well, I heard somebody say this uh, yesterday, and I believe it was on, on WWL. They they were talking about, you know, they were here for Katrina and they were here for this event. Like, Katrina was devastating, like you said, because of the, the levees and, and all the other issues. But the, I believe this person lived on the North Shore, and they said, you know, Katrina was a thunderstorm compared to what we got with this event. Because this one, I mean, this was all the wind and everything for all of us. So. Uh, I think there's some truth to that, 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 you know, when you look at things in, in the big picture, uh, the coordination has been what I think has helped out the most. You know, I was a news reporter covering Katrina for about a month uh, until Rita hit. Uh, and, and I remember there were just, you know, there was a mass of uh, first responders and other teams kind of flooding into New Orleans but everybody was just going to New Orleans, and nobody knew exactly who to coordinate with and who to team up with, and then they didn't know the other areas that were being impacted. But well, now we have so many, uh, you know, steps in place where when these teams come in, they're deployed to those areas that need the help the most, and you don't see just that, that confusion on the on the front end. And I think that goes a long way, you know, on how far we've come in the past, you know, two decades or so.
2: Yeah, it seems like we get better at this every time, but hopefully we don't get too good at it because that will mean we got too many of them to practice on. (laughs)
1: That's right. And, and, you know, that's important to note that the governor talks about this all the time. We're still in the heart of hurricane season, and there's other, you know, things we need to keep an eye on. So even while we're trying to, you know, pick up everything with this event, we need to keep, you know, stay informed and, and make sure we're aware of any other potential threat out there. Mike, any final words before we wrap up here? That's it. We have a lot of information. If you go to getagameplan.org, uh, we're trying to consolidate uh, a lot of our IDA information there. Uh, FEMA has done a really good job of putting out some uh, fact sheets and some other products that kind of explain all of their programs that are available right now, and uh, the Blue Roof program uh, that worked out, you know, great uh, in Southwest Louisiana for many people. Uh, so if you, you maybe put a tarp up, but it was you know you kind of had to do it uh, in a hurry, and you're not sure if it's properly done, you know uh, sign up for that Blue Roof program through the Army Corps of Engineers, and uh, take advantage of that program while the help's out there.
2: What a great oh, idea to general, consolidate in, that! Yeah, I was going to say uh, um, to consolidate all that information on one website. There's so much information people are looking for and hungry to get. Give that that, that website out again.
1: It's uh, uh, getagameplan.org. There's a Hurricane Ida tab you can click on, and, and we're trying to put a lot of the important information out. If I could mention generator safety, too. I know a lot of people are probably tired of hearing that. but
2: it, Oh, no, can't it's t- so, can't mention that enough.
1: Yeah, it's so uh, discouraging, you know, to, to hear about people, you know, uh, uh, dying and, and getting hurt, you know, because of generator safety. Uh, you know, not using a generator properly. So we're asking people to really, really pay attention and look out for your neighbors and your family members if they're using generators still and uh, make sure they're using them right.
2: Absolutely. Mike, again, thank you for being with us. And uh, whenever whenever you can, just give us updates and reports. We'll be looking forward to the next one from you folks at GOSEP.
1: We appreciate it. Thank you.
2: All righty, Mike Steele, communications director for Gosep. All right, I'm getting a lot of uh, people. I guess they're getting up, moving around, and starting to be in need of supplies. They want to know where some of these pods location. A uh, standing for points of distribution. I'll kind of run.
0: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com
2: for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.